You're listening to another Mariners podcast by the fans and for the fans with news and views on the Claret and Blues. Yeah, I know one man. Have a listen. Hi everyone, welcome to the first edition of the Mariners podcast for 2022. It's been a good while since we sat around the table, but a happy new year to all listeners. We hope you are safe and well. And it's the usual twosome tonight. <laughs> Chris, me and Ronnie, Pete. Evening, Ronnie. Evening, Chris. Are you all right? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm all right. I've enjoyed the last half an hour chatting <laughs> about stuff that should have probably been on the podcast. <laughs> how, how the hell are we going to fit everything in? Well, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I'm all right. And you look. You look a damn sight better than the last time I saw you. Yeah. Uh, New Year, and then before that at Whitby. Oh. Just for the for the listeners who don't know, Ronnie, um, on the 27th, before he left the house for Whitby, uh, got a bracket in his bracket. Broke my face. <laughs> <laughs> and turned up at Whitby as if he'd been battered, and um, and then decided to wreck, wreck the main oh. stand at Whitby Town. Well, that was because I had a little bit of concussion. <laughs> but, you know... I'm not, not going to let a broken face get in the way of going, coming, commentating and watching the and, lads play. And thankfully you had Matthew there to dab your face. I did. Regular up <laughs> Lee Pickman's face was a picture. Uh, what are you doing? He just said I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, we, for a while I've been thinking, well, there's not much to talk about because we've had that many games off. Um, when you think we've... Twice now we've gone onto the supporters bus yes. and we've had games called off on the way down. We ended up in Burton. Thought we were going to have to do a review on Burton, which wouldn't have been very good because it was I thought it was awful. Burton Doncaster. It was freezing as well. It's freezing. It was rubbish. Yeah. Um, nice welcome, mine. We've got a lovely welcome mm. in the pub and everywhere, but it was awful football. If that's League One, you can keep it. Yes. Because it was dire. And then based the fall- on a sample of one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then. The following week, you weren't there, but we were on the way down to Stafford, and that was called off on the way. We, we got the ripping, and then it was called off. So it's we, we could have done like a, a podcast on coach travel, but yes, um, <laughs> different sites that we've seen on the morning. Yeah, <laughs> but then all of a sudden, Sunday morning, mm-hmm. um, we hit with the bombshell that Graham Fenton has been relieved of his duties. Um, I was dumbfounded to say the least Ronnie I bet you were yeah it was a big shock I think especially with the results picking up lately mm-hmm. and if you look at the table where you know it's it's all to play for probably with us with a bit of momentum mm-hmm. but also with you know what you what I would say are our two like players that the whole team and strategy is built around the two fullbacks going to come back soon Um and then obviously you've got Mitch Rose who can move into that middle. That's just like mouthwatering there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I don't, I, I don't fully know the reasons. But I, because of all that and the fact that you know, I think Graham has been incredibly unlucky with the COVID stuff, missing two games this season, and also, you know, I think we definitely would have won the league two se- two seasons ago, and I think we probably would have won the league last season. I mean, we've got the third round of the FA Cup. Remember. First round. First round of the FA Cup, sorry. And um, and uh, obviously he was with Lee, but it's still him, right? He's still got yeah. that, that kudos. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was just 
and you know, I know we've had a sticky patch this this season. There's no doubt about it. The the games and performances haven't been great. Um, but yeah, I was to answer your question in a really long way. I was very shocked. Yeah, um, I think we like to put on record. Just you know, we, we want to wish Graham all the very best in life and in his future career. Yeah. Because I mean, we we'll have to be thankful for what him and Lee, of course, but you know, the man himself provided for us mm-hmm. five years of in the main great memories you yeah. know some great performances great results great moments great times um, and he's he, I would suggest he's improved the abilities the careers of countless players yes um, in that five years yes alongside Lee for a, a lot of that but um, when you when you when you read the reports and things on Twitter and Facebook and things mm-hmm. like that, and mm-hmm. players like Barry Smith, Phil Turnbull, yes. Gavin Cogden, all you know, saying that Lee and Graham improved them beyond recognition. You know, I would say Gary Brown just in the batch program at the weekend there. Um, and then clearly, you bring in the academy lads because yeah. they used to run the academy. They did. They started. You know, they were the original managers of the academy, and you look at where. The likes of Jenkins and Hodgson are now. Yes, we've got our own beef about that. We might go into that a little yeah. bit later. Uh-huh. But um, you know, those lads wouldn't be where they are, I guess, without the influence of Graham. So we have a lot to thank him for. And um, yeah, we want to thank him for his efforts. We wish him yeah. all the very best. Definitely, and you know, he's a he's quite an understated character. He's he's not one for the limelight or anything like that. He no. just kind of tells it how it is and passionate about the game and yeah. He's in the last five years, is it? It's, he's he's done great for the club. He's, he's kind of represented us really, really well, and yeah, thank him and wish him all the very best. And Jeff mentioned on his um, interview with Radio Newcastle yesterday that because um, it is Tuesday night, by the way. Obviously, you'll not be listening to it on Tuesday night, but it's Tuesday night when we're recording. And uh, um, you know, he said the club is in a better place. He's left the club in a better place than what he found it in. Mm-hmm. And that, that is clearly the case but but and it's the big word uh, given the investment given the fact that the decision was made to go full time given the fact that we are a professional club um, results and performances haven't been befitting that of a full time club in a part time league mm-hmm. um, but there are mitigating circumstances which we'll touch upon, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, one, COVID. Yep. Now, I firmly believe that once we do get out of this godforsaken league, we'll flourish. Yep. Um, we should have been out of it two years ago. 10, 12 points clear. And, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that. And the whole club was on a high. And yeah, you know, so, so we've done that. And then, of course, last season was the same. Well, we didn't do... Actually... <laughs> um, our league form last season wasn't great. Cup form was fine, FA Cup. But then this season, the decision was made to go completely full time. And I wonder how. I wonder if Graham was one of the main kind of instigators in that, wanting to go full time. I don't know. We don't know. But um, the decision to do that immediately heaped huge amounts of pressure on management yeah. and players. Yes, but ultimately, it's a results business and. The, become a bigger the target than we were. Yeah. yeah. So the, the club becomes a huge target mm-hmm. and the manager then becomes under more pressure because, yeah, you've got full-time players, 
you train every day, you've got excellent facilities, you've got this, you've got that, and you're expected to win the league fairly comfortably. Yeah. We, we as supporters who know this league know that's not going to be the case because it's probably the toughest league in England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk about the Premier League and the Championship and everything, but actually, pound for pound, it's probably the toughest league in England. Um, it's that little dynamic where you've got so many northwest clubs who mm. don't hardly travel and if you're like miles away you're traveling loads mm. and obviously you know it's it's so competitive because <clears throat> you, the, the, I think the travel is a big a big part of it and then when you put into the mix what you said there when 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 teams come to Mariners Park and see how many people are here and see that big stand you know they're, they're gonna play their hearts out the are, which at no point this season, uh, you might correct me. I, don't, I haven't been. To, you've been to some games where I haven't, and I've been yeah. to games where you haven't. Yeah. So, f- I haven't yet seen a game this season where we have appeared to be clearly the fitter side. Yeah. And that's a worry. As we head into February, I think Matlock, we 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 kept the pace. They they were a big team, and I think they they yeah. kind of like they. But other than that, yeah, you're right. There's not, but it's not something I kind of. It's not something that's easy to, no. to tell. It's like the because which one is the fittest. It was a very interesting interview Gary Brown gave in the match program at the weekend, where he's not aware of any team that has passed their way out of the Northern Premier League. Mm. Um, you know, uh, the Darlington side he was part of was very direct, and he spoke candidly in the program about the fact that he had that first year he was with us where he struggled. You know, he was actually learning. How to play for South okay. Shields, you know? Because the, the standard has, has normally been Route 1 ish. Route 1 ish, direct. Direct, you know? yeah. So, we, I don't know how FC United got themselves out of it originally, but um, no real, as far as Brownie was concerned, no team has passed their way, although we would have done two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But, um, the pressure was immediately on as soon as the decision was made to go full time. And we've said this amongst ourselves on numerous occasions, off air, mm-hmm. where, you know, the pressure's heaped mm-hmm. massively. And it's a results business. Yes. We've said this. And yes, we, you know, we feel that Graham's been slightly unlucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, it is a results driven business. He's no fool, he's no mug, he'll know that. Of course, yeah. But it, it is the timing. Yes. For me, the kind of the the thing all came apart for me. Well, not didn't come apart. Now we can say it did. Hyde United, when that was the first game um, since I um, started following Shields again in twenty sixteen. Um, it was the first time I felt some sort of disconnect between the pitch and the sideline. So um, there was nothing coming from the crowd and there was nothing coming from the pitch. Yes, it was very, very flat. Very flat, very poor performance, poor result. I just worried there and then. I thought, "Mm, Mm -hmm. is this it? Now, I think the writing was on the wall there because hindsight's a wonderful thing and we we can look at things now. Um, yeah, but then we're next the next game we beat Gainsborough three one. Yeah, and then, but, uh, but um, no, no, we didn't. 
No, we didn't. Hyde came after Gainsborough. Um, Hyde was the 11th of December. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at these pictures the wrong way on. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll keep you right. Um, we, oh, we, yeah, that's Scarborough. There would be then Scarborough, yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah so, yeah. you know, we played, we'd play, we'd play badly against Hyde. We were a little bit better against Whitby. Yes, we've got to remember, games were getting postponed left, right and centre. There was no, you know, opportunity to get any momentum. But the games that were played were pretty difficult watches. I mean, we think of Atherton Collieries. Yeah, they would. <laughs> it's embarrassing to get not get three points out of them. I mean, well, with all due respect, you know, they they're a good they're a good team, but the resources they've got on the pitch. I mean, they're, they're just pulling lads like off the street sometimes without any like. Well, I don't want to disrespect them, but you know, it's. We should we should be like Muller and them them type of teams. But that was the first game. If we, you know, let's let's go back to the Nantwich because that was the yes. for me one of the turning points. Yep. Graham got COVID. Yep. Um, we just um, beaten Lancaster City when um, Will Jenkins and Tumba Masanka made a big impact in the second half. Mm-hmm. We go into Nantwich. Jenkins starts. Yeah. But Graham's not there. Yes. Jenkins gets injured badly. Oh, yeah. It was flat from the sidelines because obviously, you know, John and Brian aren't Graham, and yeah. Graham's the one that's all, yeah. you know. I don't think we had Hunter or Adams no. there, did we? Uh, no, yeah. we didn't. Um, and that, that was also, though, a game where I, probably the last game I can vividly remember Alex Kempster playing in anything like his normal position. Yes. So, and he had the yeah, fullback on toast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. That was when the pitches just started to change. Mm-hmm. And the worry we had was the likes of Will McGowan, Connor T, struggling on difficult pitches, and Atherton was the telltale war. Mm. I mean, particularly Connor just looked like a little boy lost at times. I had a left back named after me. Yes. Remember? He, he had the run of that left in the second half, and yeah. I, I, think he, I think he crossed the ball for the goal. Um, and they had a good centre forward as well number nine um, Italian name he was the best player on the pitch by well, a mile they, they played the conditions really well of course they were at home and they're going to but you know it's like I think we got bullied and, and Darius Seven. that little kick out that was because we won it up then I'm pretty sure we won it up that was no just, we weren't it was nil nil was it? Didn't was it was it I can't remember but it was costly either way it was costly because he didn't need to do it. No. He was a bit petulant. I think it was harsh by the ref at this level. But if he was, if he'd stayed on, I think we would have won. But would we? Who knows? Yeah, I think we would have. Yeah, I think we would have. It, it was a, it was turgid. It was horrible. And it was a game where without Miles Boney, we wouldn't have got a point that saved Miles. Yeah, off. Yes, good Miles good. has been very good this season, by the way. Mm. He's made some. Well, that save at Atherton, the save against FC United, where he tipped that yes. one to the bar. You know, yeah. they are little. So there's two points he saved that might be key factors come April, May. Yep. Um, but the Atherton game, for, you know, that so Nantwich was a turning point. Graham was poorly. We go to Bamba Bridge. Um, Terrible. You know, which we talked about on the previous podcast. But that, uh, so it starts to not unravel, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But we go to Atherton, and it was dire. Yep. We then beat Gainsborough, 
and you think, oh, right, that's better. Mm-hmm. And then we stink the place out against Hyde. Now that was the word. We do. And I don't, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say stunk the place out because it was awful. And as I say, I felt a disconnect. There was nothing. It felt flat. There was. I just felt, wow, something's wrong here. Something's wrong. There have been wrong. times in previous seasons where we've just not turned up at home and it's been awful. Mm. There has, there has been times like that. Uh, but we, we normally are able to recover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the next three results on paper, yeah, you could see a recovery. Yes. Whitby, we should have won. Should have won. Should have won that game. I can barely remember it because I had concussion. <laughs> but we we had all the play and you we know did. we were in the lead and. But it was the little mistakes again that yes. cost us. Yeah. Silly mistakes. Yeah. Um, and then we beat Scarborough one 0 To be fair, I, I I was disappointed in Scarborough. That wasn't the Scarborough that oh, I am used to. Had, like. Was they used to have Coulson and all them playing. They were normally playing a decent brand of football, and that was yeah, they were very good. Pretty. I think average. we made hard work of it, um, and we made a decent fist of things against Radcliffe. It wasn't classic stuff, but it was reasonable. I thought the tempo was better, mm. and you just think, hmm. Got a nice box of uh, milk tray. I got a lovely box of milk tray off the chairman after, <laughs> um, as a, as an apology, um, after. Those of you who don't know the live streams that we're doing last year, we were doing post-match analysis. <laughs> We'd said that Radcliffe, who've done a job on us, remember, they have come and done a job. That on was us. one of those flat games again. Yeah. Uh, and he said that we were disrespectful, and then I turned to and I started to shout at him. And yes. Dan and Martin had to like cut a break, cut a But he no, he came, he apologised, and and he said. Because he, re- he once we explained what had happened, he'd been given bits of information, but not the full story. Yes, we'd said they were celebrating as if they'd won a cup, won their cup yes. final, but the heart had come to Shields and done a job. So anyway, I got a lovely box of milk tree and shared it in the bar. So did because uh, I'm on slim. I bar. think I had about two. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember? Yes. <laughs> Aye. I'm, so, you know the decision's been made. You know, to relieve Graham of his duties and the timing. You guess when? When do you do it? But clearly, the decision was made way before that. But obviously, if they had someone like Kevin Phillips in in mind, yeah. you need to, you know, due diligence, negotiations, yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. Um, so it does take time, and and you, you said just before we came on air that. Um, you know, to, to have relieved Grimm of his duties but have no one, you'd leave us with Shawsey and Brian, which, when Graham was missing through the COVID time, you Struggled, know, yeah. appeared to be a struggle, mm-hmm. you know, because they're different characters. Yes. And, like, you know, <clears throat> Shaw, Shawsey's pretty new to the... Yeah. To and the he's a calm, calm lad. Well, he appears to be a calm lad. Yeah. He's always very pleasant. Yeah. Um, so... Um, so at Nantwich and Bamba Bridge, it's kind of... But some of the things that have happened this season have kind of been somewhat questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, we think of the Masanka sending off at Nantwich, mm-hmm. which was stupid and needless. Yeah. Um, his performance at Bamba Bridge on the Tuesday night, which he should have put 110% in, would have been his last game for a fortnight, was a disgrace. It was terrible. He didn't want to be on the pitch that night. 
um, and I would have questioned his motivation there and then. But if you look at his CV, you know, the clubs he's had at the age of whatever he is, tells you all you need to know as far as I'm concerned. Um, Briggsy was Briggsy was playing um, centre half. Centre half. You had Darren, that, kid, that fast kid. I, and you had you had um, a striker on the bench. Yes. And you you know Shawsy was on the bench mm-hmm. as well. Well, Shawsy started up front. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Sorry. Yes. That's what he could have come back. He could have come back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then the striker on then Briggsy midfield. Yeah. So yeah, it was a. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. that was poor. You know, um, Masanka's performance that night, I will say on record, I thought was disgraceful. Not befitting a South Shields footballer. Um, he was the worst of a very bad bunch. Yes. Um, uh, the Robert Briggs scenario, there's been loads and loads of speculation. You know, he was stripped of the captaincy, he was missing. Um, New Year's Day, there was another game, he wasn't there, and you think, oh. Came on a so whippy. And was Played class. that superb oh, chip, wow. golf chip. Well, as soon as he came on, he was just different gravy. Yeah, he was. Um, He's our best player by a man, creative, creatively. So, has there been behind-the-scenes differences that couldn't be ironed out? Maybe. Um, so that hasn't been, that hasn't helped. You know, you, once you get speculation, it just snowballs and snowballs. Um, I'm going to say something here that a lot of people will think I'm going way over the top, but um, Cedric Mayne at Averton um, turned up with the wrong boots. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Um, it is, it is, it is unacceptable when, when you've got someone like Sam. You've got Hudson, Sam Hudson on the bench, can't get a game. Professional, he would have had the right boots on. He'd be, but surely that would have been seen in the war. Sure, you know, know, he's got the wrong boots. He's got to trust people players to put the right boots on, yeah. But he's a professional footballer, you know. All he got, you know, you turn up with the right equipment, don't you? It's like a plumber turning up with a, without, without, without his, his tools, yeah. you know, like a paint and decorator turning up with a saw. That's oh well, yes. you know. So yeah. he turns up with molded stones. He couldn't. He couldn't stand up. So what? What begs the question is if he couldn't stand up during the game. What was he like during the warm-up? Surely someone must have seen he was sliding all over. Depends on what warm-up he was doing. And Hodgson kind of get a game. I know. There's a rabbit yeah. away somewhere. Now, I said it on another podcast and I've said it in private, I would have sacked Maine for that because that was gross misconduct. Another one with a load of clubs on his CV um, and I know he's had player of the month and uh, he, he causes a lot of problems for defenders. But where's the end product? Yes, he created... The, he put the cross in at Whitby, but he hasn't scored a goal yet. There's not, there's no real, definitive, tangible product. When you compare that against um, Sam Hodgson, who's like goals per minute ratio, his goals per minute ratio was easily the best in the game in the league. Sorry, um, there was a game. I think it might have been the Hyde game. I did he, did, did he come on against Hyde? I don't know. I think he would have came on. He's came on against more. But Hodgson came on in a game at home mm-hmm. and the opposition management, who were still in the in the dugout yeah. nearest us, mm-hmm. had said, right, he's coming on, you know what we need to do. They were expecting him to start. Okay. You know, because of what he'd done. But he didn't. And we've got to be in our bond about that. Um, you know, 
But it's always good to see the young succeeding. You've always got to temper that against reality. You know, but the reality is, is, those lads, Jenkins, Hodgson, are far, are far more physically ready for this league than Connor T and Will McGowan. Yeah. Physically, I'm not saying they're any better or any worse as technical footballers. You know, Connor and Will are very technically gifted. Yeah, they've got they've got to learn how to play the physical game. Yeah. Sam and Will are physically yeah. ready. They used to get kicked about and yeah. by seniors and mm-hmm. in this league, and it's worth its weight in gold when you're used to it. And you know what I expect. I remember uh, Will Jenkins against Scarborough away. That Coulson, who's a very good player, Jenkins just eased him out of the way mm-hmm. and did a little pirouette on the ball. I mean, mm-hmm. for a young kid to do that, they were experienced player like that, that's something special just even the fact that he's got the tenacity to do that you know? yeah so um, throughout this period there's been question marks over the defence now we've been quite candid on commentary mm-hmm. uh, and in previous podcasts about about, about the defence and what has become very apparent very 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 quickly is that all of a sudden Jack Bodenham is becoming the leader of that back four now he had us. He struggled a bit, I would say, at yeah. Atherton. Yes. Um, and and we question and, and also Whitby. There was that couple of moments at Whitby, but particularly the last two games. But even at Matlock, you you said at Matlock he was outstanding. He was brilliant, man. You know. Now that yeah, kid is kind of oh, dare I say leading Dylan Morse, which for a twenty-one-year-old kid who's new to this level. Um, it's quite phenomenal, really. It is. And he was a colossus on Saturday. He was terrific. Um, and he was my man of the match. I know Will got man of the match, but Bodenham was my man of the match by a distance on Saturday. He's great on the ball. He's he's a very ca- accountable lad. You can see when he's had a bad game, he's mm-hmm. absolutely gutted about it. He'll work on it, he'll work on it until he gets it right. And, you know... I think the last few games is going to give him, he's probably a confidence player as yeah. well. He's not used, just like I was saying before, with Connor T and Will McGowan, although he's a little bit bigger, he, he won't be used to the physicality of this league, coming from under 21, under 23s, but uh, I, I'm hoping that his confidence just grows and grows mm. and he could become like, like a really, really pivotal player for us. There are moments where, and I don't want this to, you know, to, to sound over the top or to put any pressure on the kid, but there are moments there's a bit of Bobby Moore in him. <laughs> you know, just the way he, he serenely yeah, yeah, he's good defends, you know. He's good and he's good on the ball and he's calm. Very, yeah. very, very good. Um, and he's had a fantastic um, few weeks. Um, so, so defensively, um, we seem to have kind of just getting thing, get things out a little bit better. Jordan Hunter, you just mentioned before, you know, he's not far from being back. I spoke to him on Saturday. He said two more games. Mm-hmm. Whether that meant Saturday and tonight, which is obviously off, but mm-hmm. or whether it's you know another Saturday game. I, yeah. I don't know what he what he meant by that, but he said a couple of games. So he's nearly there, which then gives us the balance that we had at the start of the season when we started so well with him and Blair being able to bomb forward and allow the diamond to really really take effect when you've got your holding midfield they're able to cover those lads uh, he's got something special in this league Jordan he, he pretty yeah. much he pretty much covers that whole right side like what a, that's a massive 
um, benefit of having a team where you can just go, well, right inside, one person can cover it rather than thinking yeah. about who am I going to put over there? Because yes. he's, he's that fitting, he's that quick, and he's good at defending, he's good at attacking. It, like, it's such a dynamic player to have at this level, and that's what's gonna that's what's gonna kind of get us results when you have players like that. When you say for this level, the worry is you know we've got to get out of this league. You know oh, we will lose well, players like him. We will lose a lot more than players, I think. We'll, if if we don't get out of this league, and that is probably one of the catalysts for the decision that's been taken with Graham. But but um, when Jordan comes back, mm-hmm. that gives the opportunity to the management to move Mitchell Rose into midfield now. Um, I heard about his acquisition just around Christmas, mm-hmm. and, he, and at Whitby, his first he hadn't played for months. You could just tell the cl- a class above immediately. You could tell he's done it before. He he walked into that team, bossing it around for a minute one. Mm-hmm. You, you you can only do that if you've got a huge confidence. You almost you almost ran the warm up, didn't he? You yeah, almost yeah, ran yeah, the warm up. Yeah, like very impressive. Very and impressive. His vision, he's he's almost kind of half a second ahead of everyone. Yes. Which augurs well for if and when he does go into the middle. Be interesting to see what he's like in midfield. Yeah. Because I like him at fullback. <laughs> but then again, do you move Hunter up further he up on the move right? In the right, he would be good on right. Like we had when we had Jamie Sterry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that that game against Halifax in the FA Cup, yes. unstoppable. When John was moved, the he the right of the diamond. Yes, yeah. Because that means you can get fed it, but you need someone to feed him in, of course, which is where Robert Briggs always comes in, mm-hmm. which links us back to our other point. <laughs> yeah, it's so you know when we, we get those players back with JJ Hooper up front, who looks very good. His He's movement. He's got to score goals. It, well, he has scored four, and you know his yeah. movement is very intelligent. Um, the timing's pretty good. Um, he's strong, mm-hmm. and probably brings to us a little bit of what um, Sefton Gonzalez brought to us two years ago. Mm-hmm. Albeit, I would think JJ is slightly better technically, um, slightly smaller, but he gives you that strength. Makes a difference in this league because. The defenders, if they're playing up against flair players, will just run right through them. The referees will let them get away with it because mm-hmm. that's just what happens at this level. Uh, but if you can get a player that's strong and can hold that up, what a difference! Especially if you've got pace coming from deep. Yeah. So yeah, and and, and, very good. and and that's where if you look at two years ago, you know, Brownie at the back, Gonzalez up front. We went to Lancaster, won there. We drew up Morpeth. We went to Grantham, we won there. Yep. And that was kind of, and the home form kind of almost looked after itself, and that's how we ended up where we were. Yeah. Um, so we've got that bit of strength again. Um, it's almost going to be, you say what, an embarrassment of riches. It's like having a couple of new signings in with, with Hunter back and Adams coming back. It just seems that the, the key injuries have come, and they've kind of, we've kind of ridden the storm, which again takes you back the timing of the decision. I know. To, yeah, but 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 I still think the Hyde game that was the beginning of the end. That was the beginning of the end. Hyde United at home. Um, I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Mm. But, um, so so anyway, we bring in a new manager. Um, mm-hmm. 
couldn't believe it when I, I heard there was rumours going around at Kevin Phillips. This was on Sunday. I was getting the odd text message. And saying like, and I was like, no, no way. And all of a sudden, here we go. No smoke without fire, is there? No, rumors? no. Um, huge leap of faith for or by Jeff and or, well, Lee, but probably Jeff, um, to bring in someone of his um, stature. Yes, he hasn't managed in the game. He's coached at the highest level. Played at the highest level, the highest level, mm-hmm. England International, absolutely revered, not just in the northeast but in, in other parts of the world with, the, with with all the goals he scored mm-hmm. right up until the age of thirty nine, still doing it in the championship at thirty nine. So, yeah, uh, it's a risk, isn't it? Yeah, it's a gamble because the it's the management experience at this level that is a gamble. And you know, time will time will tell. The proof will be in the pudding. I think at the end he's, you know, <laughs> just like we've been talking, he's actually been quite lucky because he's going to get his best players back. And I think the key person is going to be John Shaw, because I don't think we really need to fix that much about mm. how we play, mm. especially when we've got those players back. John will be able to basically show him how we do it. Yeah. So he doesn't have to learn that, and then slowly but surely he can stamp his own mm-hmm. authority on the game. You you might get the odd player or, or most a lot of the players kind of playing for him because mm-hmm. of his because they, they know how good he was. Maybe the strikers he can teach them a thing or two. But <laughs> Graham was a decent striker himself. Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, with, with where we are on paper. If you look at the league table, you know we're we're not we're pretty much second with games in hand on the 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 teams below us. And Matlock there, who we've beaten before, there's nothing to scare me about Matlock. Um, it's it's all up for grabs. Yeah. So you know, I think if you were to look at the stats and look at what Graham's record's been in the last two years, where he, you know, especially two years ago when he could have got promoted. It's likely that we'll get promoted mm-hmm. with Graham in, but it's it, you know, with with Kevin Phillips, it's going to be. Hopefully, it'll be give us the boost that you need, yeah. the manager bounce and all that, and shot in the arm. Hope he do. I really hope he does well. And uh, but if if it doesn't quite go as well, and he gets a little bit stuck, it just depends on how he approaches it then. You know, you could get yourself. You don't want to slide in this league. Once you get yourself in a rut, it's hard to get out of it. Yeah. Once you get momentum, once you get momentum, it's hard then to it stop. goes. So it's just, it could go either way, but it could have went either way with Graham as well, of course. But I think you, you know, Graham knew, knew those players inside out. Kevin Phillips is going to have to learn off John. Yeah. At first, what they're like, and then. So at least you'll be able to drip feed rather than yes. saturate straight yes. away. Um, yes. So the game at Warrington on Saturday. Is massive. Ooh. Warrington must be licking the well. The Warrington hierarchy must be licking the lips because it's going to be must stick a couple of hundred on the gate. South Shields fans travelling down at least to, mm-hmm. you know for the fir- Kev's first game. Yes. And of course the first home game next Tuesday, um, 
Tuesday night, you'd expect 1,700 there. Um, oh, maybe more. because All of a sudden, no, like... I'm saying, you'd expect so, but all of a sudden, oh, you could be looking yeah, at yeah, yeah. 2,500, maybe more. Uh, I think so. So, th- do you think maybe Jeff's looked at the the slight stagnation that we've had this season no getting away from it you know it hasn't been brilliant we are where we are we're in a good position but it hasn't been great and we've been critical you know we have of course um, but maybe he's thought um, you know the Hyde game where it went flat particularly there was just a two minute spell and it was just wow I really felt like as if it was just empty the ground so maybe he's thought look we've invested this is where we are. We need a shot in the arm. We need something to really galvanise everything again, like the arc I think did. Oh, you know. definitely did. So, yeah, did. so um, he he will bring more. You put more bums on seats and more feet on the touch lines and terraces. Um, he will bring different ideas, which hopefully will be drip fed in. But it's the marketing, it's the it's the PR, it's the it's all of a sudden South Shields Football Club is trending again. Mm-hmm. So which it hadn't particularly, and I know this is a, this is a South Shields podcast. But if you look at the the two big clubs in the northeast that you know the takeover in Newcastle, Sunderland going for promotion, a worry that some people who would you know come to Shields because they were fed up at St James's or the Stadium of Light. We'll go back there. Mm-hmm. You've counted that off air by saying, look, how often do South Shields play where Newcastle's at home, for yeah, instance? They normally you know? play different times. You know, but, but maybe he's looked at that and thought, look, we, we need something here. We need a shot now. We need something to get us back really, trend, really trending again. Um, oh, well, that, from that sense, off the, off the pitch... It's definitely going to be a good move. You're going to get a lot more people through the door. And hopefully, once they're through the door, you can capture them. Because, you know, you don't want fans just there for him. Yeah. Uh, but then again, it has, so it has to be the product. So yes. I went back to football in 2016, having been totally non plus by for over a year. Mm-hmm. Hadn't been to any games, hadn't watched anything on the telly. Totally cheesed off with football. Went back in 2016, enjoyed the product... The, the style of football, the quality that, that was being played um, at Mariners Park mm-hmm. got me interested in football again. I, I go to be entertained. I want yeah. to see my team win, of course, but I'd like to see a good game. Yes. And I'd like to see good football and a good product. It's what you pay your money for, isn't it? You, you pay your money for a product. You also have that closeness of kind of like knowing the players' characters. You can speak to yes. them. You can approach them. You know the management. And it just makes you feel just part of the, even more part of the fabric of the club. Yeah. Whereas the bigger clubs, you can anywhere near. Get anywhere near, unless you want to just camp outside and, the door. And that uh, kind of a concern of mine, obviously, as we go, if 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 we go through the leagues, if you know, there, it, you know, it won't be Northern League Division Two or Division One anymore. We know that it changes. Yeah, it changes, but that again. That was part of the whole, you know, I've got the ground for half one, 
few beers game back into the clubhouse till dawn time. Yes. Um, with sometimes with the player, with the odd player. I'm not saying every player has to stay back after every game. Obviously, you know, Saturday night, they've got their lives to live. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's that fabric, mm-hmm. and that's where I, some of the players that have been coming in aren't players that are going to stay. You know, are, are going to socialise, as it were. Particularly downstairs, maybe they I don't know, like talk to the fans upstairs when they have that after match food, I don't know. But um, there's, there's that kind of detachment with with certain players, and some people well, that needs yeah. to be you know, stopped as well. Some people are gonna thrive, yeah, and it could be the greatest move ever. Hopefully, Hooper and Bodenham, um, and others, some people. Are not going to thrive. No, it's just the way football is, and especially when you're taking these players from uh, either under twenty threes or mul- they've had a mul- multitude of clubs already. It is a bit of a gamble, and some will pay off, and some won't. Mm. Bodenham looks like it's going to pay off because it looks like he loves it up here. Yeah, he does. You can see he really wants to succeed. Uh, same with, with JJ Hooper. He looks. We've got family up here. Yeah, he's got family up here, but he do, he does he does look like he's going to be a very good player. Hopefully, he can stick at it its early days. Uh, so I think it is a bit of a gamble, and I think that's part of the challenge of going full time. That I don't I don't think I realised that if you go full time, you kind of lose out on on a lot of the local talent yeah. because there's some very very good players capable of playing at this league and a high level who are working. Yeah. So Brownie mentioned it in, the, in that interview. Yeah. He couldn't afford to go full time. Yep. Phil Turnbull couldn't. Lee Mason couldn't. Craig Baxter couldn't. For for reasons which we know, you know. Um, Josh Gillies as well, another one. But think of the younger players coming <coughs> up like them. They won't be. Able, they'll have jobs. Yeah. But they could quite easily. I mean, they were all kind of getting to the twilight of their careers. The people you named there. But you're gonna have the next, the the young Phil Turnbull somewhere playing mm. in a in a part time league who, who could easily be better than some of the players we get from the under 23s yeah uh, which which makes it even more important that we get out of this league yes oh, because on. On. I'm convinced we'll thrive at higher levels um, and you, you're able to then get a different kind of player I, I guess and, and the crowds will naturally organically grow yeah because Blythe's everyone knows who Blythe are not, not many, with all due respect again not many people know who Athert and Radcliffe and Michelover are yeah but you know but they know who um, Alfred and are Blythe uh, Darnett and Gateshead York it's yeah. like these teams Bradford, are like, Park Bradford, Avenue Park or, Avenue yeah. it, 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 it just, the name itself will, will get people through the door of course it will. and the, the bigger the club the, the probably the bigger the away following they'll have particularly if it's close Local, they're all these are all local oh, yeah. derbies. Yeah. Oh. So you're gonna automatically get bigger crowds. Yes. Um, I, I've had a lot of th- I've been th- giving this a lot of thought for months now. Like a lot of what we've done to the layman mm-hmm. appears to have been done a division early. Mm-hmm. New stand. Mm-hmm. Um, Full time. I think COVID has something to do with it. Well, I think the timing yeah. of the stand, you know, the stand would have been getting built now anyway, mm-hmm. but but for COVID, we would be in National League North. Yes. 
so then there is more of a demand for that stand. So the, again, clubs being unlucky. It's like there's a there's a five year plan. Yeah. Do you check? Do you refer that five year plan because COVID stuff was getting promoted, or are you just bash yeah. ahead with so it? The, the, you know, the facility there, the new, the, the, and the, the decision to go full time, you know, it's, you know, it just seems to be a division early. Yeah. Not a, not a, not the wrong decision. Not a mistake, you know, but well, it might turn out to be a mistake, but it just seems to be a division early. Something very difficult to measure how, how much more motivated a team is because they're playing against full timers. Mm. It's like incredibly hard to measure. Well, you just think of the FA Cup. You think of the oh, FA Cup yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, the you know the um, non-league sides against the league side, giant killers. Let's go and give it everything. So that's how probably most of the clubs we're up against see yeah. a game with South Shields. Big crowds as well. I used to play with yeah. big crowds. So automatically, they're going to be lifted by a, a big crowd, regardless of who they're cheering for. Mm-hmm. They're going to be lifted by the fact that they're playing in front of two thousand instead of two hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, See, it's pretty, you know, I think it, it's all the decisions made will all mingle together into one huge pile and be judged at the end of the season on whether we go up or not. So, mentioned, we've talked about recruitment, we've talked about, you know, players that have been brought in, mm-hmm. some have worked, some haven't, yeah. and, I, and I, you know, like it's, a, um, it's like a dishwasher. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's dishwasher. I don't know what three beeps means. I think it might be on fire. No, that's (laughs) finished. So, so, um, the recruitment side, um, some of the, you know, Bodenham, yeah, tick the box, fantastic. He's had a little lull, yeah, and you'd expect that. But he's been marvellous. We have have criticised him on commentaries. I know we have. Yes. But, you know, we think, you know, we we, we criticise objectively, not personally. Um, Masanka, no, initially, yeah, but he's to me, he's done what he's probably done at other clubs. Put a good shift in oh, the first six yeah. weeks, you know, and then, oh, it's canny here. He hasn't played for a while, has he? Well, he's got a steely bridge on loan, hasn't he? Okay. Um, uh, well, that, as I say, that the Bamba Bridge thing was just a disgrace. Yeah. So, um, you look at um, uh, Conaty, he gifted player, but I think he's probably going to be a player that will really make an impact at home and on the 3G pitches. And in the league above, because it's not as yeah, it's not as physical. He, he's the, him and McGowan are learning their trade in this league. It's like yeah. we all know how tough how it is. How tough it is to learn your trade in this uh, league. Clearly gifted lads. I thought Will McGowan had a very good second half actually on Saturday. He's got something about him, and he, yeah. he's in the right right place at the right time. Connor T, he's got good balance, and he can also score goals. It's just the it's the other side of it when, especially when two of them in the team in the middle. In they're against these big, like yeah, huge players that are just gonna which is where power through it. That's probably where Mitchell Rose might. Oh come yeah, in. because yeah. obviously it looks like um, Callum Ross is going to be out for a little while, right. um, mm. which is a shame because he was he was just starting to come into a little bit of form after not having the best of starts this season. Um, he was really coming into some form, um, so the, 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 I I think the recruit you know McGowan. And, and T will still make an impact this season, but probably when surfaces suit, mm-hmm. which is where we've met you know, Briggs. I wonder what role he's going to have now. Is Clearly, it? something happened. Something happened there. We don't know what it is. Something happened, and 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 things weren't great. 
thing is though he's been our best player for as long as I can remember mm. whenever we've needed him whenever we needed some spark some creativity and just someone to change the game mm. nine times out of ten he's the one yeah. that does it yeah and of course Darius Asai it's like an enigma oh, yeah. because he, he nobody can get him off the ball but he finds ways of missing matches whether that's injury or suspension he had the longest suspension on record I think yeah because <laughs> I mean it was games called off um, wait a minute it was Radcliffe it was it was at Averton oh, so he was yeah, suspended from the 13th of November which was the first potential game he could have played <laughs> so so between Saturday the 6th of November it so from there it took until um, New Year's Day and that's just for a little, a little back heel. Yeah. That wasn't really needed. He just got so three run. games. That three games were played between the sixth of November and the first of January. By the way, on that sending off, he was getting roughed up by that defender. Yeah, he was. And I think he just got caught by the ref. I think that happens, mm. that happens mm. all the time. Yeah. That kind of like just shrugging off. But the whole thing at Everton, you know, we walked into the ground. It was like. A throwback to the Wearside League. Yeah. You know, our we had to move because our seats were literally splitting in half. And it's a great, you know, it's a really rustic little club. But you think, blooming it, you're getting changed in porter cabins. You could, like, it's like a proper throwback. The, the, yeah, the, 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 the pitch had that much of a slope and I thought they were going to throw cheese down and chase it at half time. <laughs> and then uh, we, we thought Graham Fenton got yellow carded, but it wasn't. It was uh, McGowan. Because yeah, yeah. we couldn't see, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> so so yeah. Um, so now we've got Warrington on Saturday. It's going to be a huge, huge occasion yeah. for Warrington Football Club. Yeah. Um, because of the fact that you know Kevin Phillips will make his managerial debut at Can't Leave a Park. It's it, it, it's massive. Warrington are fifth. They've they've hit some form. Uh-huh. It's going to be a tough, tough, tough game, but. It's will will Kevin put you know deliver that shot in the arm? Um, who knows? Um, but the games that are coming up, you know, huge huge games: mm-hmm. Warrington, Witten, Matlock, Buxton, Morpeth. It's kind of going to. Def- I think they will define the season. Yeah. Um, they will define the season. Um, yes, there'll still be a lot of games to play, but you get through those relatively unscathed, and. You know, the world's your oyster, really. You, you haven't got many easy games for Phillips to kind of build into, have you? Well, there's no. Well, there's never an easy game, is there? I suppose Witten is a, yeah. it's a one that you should but, win. But they are going to they are gonna come and want to spoil the party, aren't yeah. they? Um, but already, you know, you saw that um, the uh, hospitality had sold out. Um, tickets are already selling well. You've got to be expecting 2,500 plus Despite the fact that it's oh, going to be a Tuesday without night, without a doubt, um, it's it's like there was a one, there was a massive. It did have over two thousand on Tuesday, I think, earlier in the season. Yeah, FC United, yeah. two thousand three hundred and sixty-two members, um, which is still, still, to my knowledge, in my view, the, the second half performance by FC United is still really? the best half of football I've seen from any team in our league this season. Very good, yeah, very good. Well, Bamber Bridge. In the first half away. Oh, but we were Crucified really, us. really bad. Yeah, we were. We, were re- we, we kind of allowed them to be that. We good. did. We did. Although Sinclair Smith was different gravy. Oh, they were good. Different gravy. Um, 
But the, you know, we've talked about a lot of things. One thing came up um, via Twitter the other week. Um, interview with uh, with Paul McPherson, uh, non-executive director of the club. Whether he was just testing the water and dipping his toe in it. Um, talk of a potential 3G or 4G pitch at First Cloud Arena. Um, I, I read it and winced. I've got to be honest. Um, don't like 4G, 3G. It's false, and it makes for false football. Yep. In my, that's just me. Yeah. Other people might think very differently. I don't know. Simply no for me. Yeah. Simply no. I, uh, there's just, the reason you go not well. The reason I go on football. So the things we talked about before, you know, being part of the fabric, but you know, you gotta have you gotta have the smell of that grass yeah. on a match day, especially on a night time because yeah. I mean night time in the summer or, or winter, the smell of that grass it just gets the atmosphere going and the tackles going in. I mean, you know, you can't tackle properly on a no. on a three G, you just get stuck. Um in the tackles on Saturday. And that was the you know thing. Our tackling on Saturday was outstanding. Yeah. You know, there was go- people were going in, the lads were going in. Um, I think it would raise money because you could hire the... Yeah, but it's going to cost money. It's going to cost half a million a league. You know? And then, of yeah. course, if you do get through the divisions, if you get the Football League, you've got to have it ripped up unless they change the rules because they play European games on... But we've got a 3G at, um, at First Cloud. Why not put the 3G in at the welfare? Mm. Well, yeah, so, I think I just... I just I've got my own thoughts maybe I don't know the, the cost of the upkeep of the pitch because yeah I mean we've had quite a lot of work done with the drainage um, but it's an annual cost it's an ongoing annual cost mm-hmm. it'll be hard work for Gary you know Gary technically on his own now with Jack not being there anymore it's a lot to to look at when you've got the welfare as well mm-hmm. you see all of that but um, for me I would say no I'm not a fan of three, four G pitches. Simply no, for me. No. Yeah. Um, but, but um, we we were struggling to think about what to talk about on a podcast because of the so the fact that we had so little football. We're gonna do a review of the the pies and the service stations. <laughs> <laughs> or the lemon drizzle cake. Oh, I. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we, we could have done a review of the the pub at Burton with well, the Doncaster fans, yeah, you know, the home of Carl. Uh, I the home of Carl. Home of Carl. Um, but but all of a sudden, what what the weekend brings, and you know, football d- does spring these things, and all of a sudden, South Shields are in a position where they're back in the public eye, national TV, radio, yeah. trending all over social media. Um, probably the shot in the arm Jeff wanted I guess but ultimately it's about results yeah every, every decision has its risk if you treat it like a business as well like which I'm sure every decision has a, has a has a risk mm. this has a risk it, it, you know you could say because of the players coming back and how we're doing now when we're on a bit of a, a run you, it's pro- odds on that, that the risk will pay off mm. uh, compared to keeping Graham. Tough, to, <laughs> massively tough decision. Um, I wonder how Lee feels. Uh, oh, well. Penny for his thoughts. Yeah, we, um, 
Yeah, it, you know, like I said before, every decision is a risk, and, it, and it, we're just going to have to see how it plays out. Mm. But of course, the the new stand is nearly well. I say nearly complete. It's 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 getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ground is taking shape. Yeah. Um, we're ready to go yeah, to the next level. Yeah. And even when we get the new speaker system in, it means Jeff's match day uh, music will be heard around the ground instead of just at the top. You know, the Mariners match day. Jeff's little band, little baby. Um, Do you remember when I when I said to him, "Oh, Jeff, the." The sound system, your new sound system was looking really good. Sounding really good. He was like, Ronnie, that's just because the wind's blowing your way and carrying, <laughs> carrying the sound. But this is going to be a much better one. It's going to be a much better one. And, and, and Jeff's match day music, he puts a lot of work in. Actually, yes. the, music, the music he picks is pretty, pretty strong stuff. Yeah. I love it. Um, not that I can hear much. Not, not that I live, because I'm normally in the marquee. Um, but uh, he puts a lot of work. And so if fans can get involved with the Mariners match day with the the selection of songs and things and okay. votes that any watch out for any votes coming from Jeff any stuff coming out because a lot of work goes into it and it'll be good to get interaction and maybe get some of whatever music you want to hear at the ground played particularly when the new stand's finished and we'll have the new sound system in do you think he played Brother Beyond? <laughs> that was the first record I ever got yeah, Brother Beyond yeah. <laughs> no, the harder I try no it's uh, Be My Twin was it? yeah which you probably like no, 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 not at all. <laughs> Actually, speak the twin. Where the hell Sai is, I don't know. Oh, I've tried to get him on, but... Busy man, busy man. He's a busy man. Um, anyway, we're nearly at the hour mark. Wow. We've got an extra time. Um, and I'm thinking, well, when we're going to do another podcast, it'll probably be fairly soon because the games are now going to come thick and fast, providing we don't get COVIDed off or... We'll give it four weeks, I reckon. We've got the commentary on Saturday. Commentary on Saturday at Warrington. Yeah. Touch wood. We're just waiting for confirmation of that, but that should go ahead. Um, and then Tuesday night, the big game. Um, so we think, we think we've covered everything we wanted to cover. We think mm-hmm. we've covered most of what people have put on our social media platform. Other than the fact that, if, I don't know whether anybody else has come up with any ideas for new food stuff. Dan Prince is becoming something of a, of a food guru with his um, cob on the tines and his lois. He likes taking um, pictures of his Indian food as well, doesn't he? Mm. When he goes to Delhi 6. Yeah. Delhi. Oh, and Delhi 6 are providing the food next week as well. Wow. Awesome. I don't know if anybody had those those lois, which is basically a pie, a pie in a bun with a bit of mushy peas. Um, not my cup of tea, I hasten to add. Um, too much crust for my liking. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be dry, isn't it? With the bread and the... You'd need a couple of Land's Operas all before you had one of them, I think. I think you'd need to dip it in, like, uh, what's that? uh, Dripping? (laughs) A Wigan kebab, you know? Anyway, we hope you've enjoyed this almost hour-long edition of the Mariners podcast. A new era is about to dawn at the club. Um, Kind of for us, um, in the podcast era... It's, you know, it's a real culture change, yeah. neither Lee or Graham at the helm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, f- f- there'll be some supporters out there who've been part of this since the Jeff Thompson era began. Yeah. So obviously they used to a bit of change, when, obviously when Kingy left, but this is a whole new ball game, new bag of tricks. Fingers crossed the Mariners can get where they need to be, given the infrastructure, investment, etc. We'll mm. get ourselves out of this Blumenly. <laughs> yeah. um, 
But Ronnie, thanks very much for your time. Thanks for your hospitality. It's a pleasure. It's been a lovely can of diet coke without caffeine. <laughs> Slow eases not mine. We hopefully will see a few of you at Warrington on Saturday. More of you at First Cloud Arena next Tuesday. And let's keep it going. Let's get the momentum going under new management. From Ronnie, myself, Chris. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Hope you've enjoyed it. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this Mariners podcast. There'll be another one along soon before you can see it. John Shaw.